Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. It's Tab and Gretch. And like we said in the beginning, we tell you a true crime story that you're going to want to hear. And this one, this week, Gretchy, it's got me wanting to go back to core power yoga. Yeah. Just to let you know. Okay. So something super fun happened oh, yesterday. I was not around my phone when it happened. I So know. I didn't get like... All the back and forths. <laughs> Were you I like, what the I hell? Knew, yeah, because I'm she? like kind of your stalker. So like I knew you were at the beach. I mean, well, we, oh, you no, I didn't have to look tracker. at it. We talked that morning and you said you were going to the beach. So I'm like, oh, she's not looking at her phone. I know. More power to her. Yeah. So I got in the car and I first, you know, when you get a text message string, you kind of look at the last one first. So I saw this video. And I opened up the video and it was Gretchen and I on national television. ABC, ABC y'all. Network. ABC. <laughs> Network television. That's right. That's right. With Stacy from Alabama on a crime show. That's right. Called Genetic Detective. Genetic yeah. Detective. So pretty much, <laughs> you guys, I'm pretty sure that means that we're detectives. Yeah. So I got a text from Stacy saying, check it out. And so then I had to find it. So then I pull it up on the ABC On Demand so I could see the episode. I showed my children, mommy's on TV, y'all. 
Check it. Check it. And uh, if you guys want to watch, it's on episode five. It's about 10 minutes in. Don't hold your breath and don't blink. Don't blink. My kids were not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) You you probably will recognize Gretchen. I'm not sure if you'll recognize my arm. It's it's in in there. there. Oh, you're in there. It's in there. (laughs) I mean. And it was so fun getting to relive our moment with Nancy freaking Grace. Oh, yes. I know. And so Nancy, we're with Nancy Grace. I mean, we're legit, like too That's legit right. to quit. We are. Okay. <laughs> so that was real fun. And did you I show mean, your husband and your like children? The highlight of- yeah, that's the highlight of our career so far, I think. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it was the highlight of our career yet, but okay. Okay. I did show my husband. I have not shown my children yet because I don't think that they even would. Well, I tried telling them care. again last night when they would not get out of my room. I said, how come I don't get any respect? I'm on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple friends or relationships with people that are famous, Yes, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter one time I was talking about the podcast and I'm like, you know, mommy's famous, just like joking around. And she's like, you're not famous. And I was like, I have a podcast. I'm famous. She's like, you're not famous. I was like, oh, okay. Do you know anybody that's famous? She's like, no. I was like, oh, you don't? She's like, no. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I left it that way. Yeah. Like, so she doesn't know. I don't even think she knows what famous is, but you know. Yeah. Well, well, whatever. Now we're famous. No, of course. It's like, if you blink, you're going to miss it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know what? I will tell you something, Gretchen. I've been thinking that maybe because Bravo needs some new shit and we've, we've talked about it. Like me and you we're like, you know, the housewives, like how long, like they need to spice up their Bravo-ness. Yeah. I think we could be a spice that they're looking for. So I was thinking maybe we need to reach out to Andy Cohen and say like, hey, Andy, we, Gretchy and Tabby, have something for you that I think could spice up your Bravo-ness. Yeah. We had an idea for something a while ago. I forgot about that idea, but I did tell you about it. Yeah, so I think we should reach out to Andy. And if anybody knows Andy. Well, we're not going to. This is boring podcasting right now because I'm not going to say what it is because you know what people are going to do. They're going to steal our shit. Oh, I know. But this is what I'm saying. I'm hoping Andy's listening. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're not that famous, Tab. If you blink, you miss it. You never know. What are you drinking, Gretchy? Celsius. In a can. I got it in a can. I springed for a can. These cans are $2 a pop. Not cheap. Well, it's okay. not like the coconut water I drink. It's four ninety nine a pop. That's although bananas. I don't drink it because it's not keto. But my kids, oh. I do buy it for my kids. At Costco, it's a better deal. But anyways, I'm drinking this really awesome coffee that I got. That's a new brand that I tried. It's called Don Francisco's Vanilla Bean K Cups. Oh my god, Gretchen, it's my new favorite. I, I drink it like five times a day. Good. I've on been you. shaking like a mother. <laughs> welcome to my life and i take credit for that because i brought the keurig to your life it's totally true yeah did you bring the pandemic because that's the only time i started using the keurig (laughs) i know can't take credit for that all right so what you can take credit for is this amazing story that you're going to tell us right about now right about now thanks here it comes clink 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 Today, I'm going to look into the case against yoga guru Bikram Chowdhury. He is currently living in Mexico as a fugitive of the United States. And so I am going to tell you all about why he is in more hot water than hot yoga tab. Oh, I love hot yoga. Oh, well, but I'm going to tell you all about it. I don't like fugitives. fugitives no, but we don't like Fugitives. fugitives. This was brought to my attention a while ago from my friend Lauren. She is a listener, and I imagine she's listening right now because she just had a new baby. 
and she's in baby jail. Yep. Hello, Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Podcasts are your friends right now because you don't get to see any of them (laughs) because you're in baby jail Mm -hmm. in the middle of a global pandemic. Well, it's a drag. It's a good time to actually. And it's a happy time. Yes, of course. But it's a good time to be in baby jail because you can't. Oh, yeah, because you can't do shit anyways. Right. Okay. Okay, so for everyone not familiar with the practice of Bikram yoga, I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to tell you about my brief experience (laughs) because then you'll understand why when I learned of the accusations, I was like, you know what? I could see that happening. Okay, let me hear your experience with Bikram (laughs) yoga. I think it has to do with me. It does. Okay. So first of all, Bikram yoga is the same 26 yoga poses in the same order every time in a room that is 105 degrees for 90 minutes. It sucks. Okay. I really can't do anything for more than an hour. So I don't know why I ever bothered. (laughs) I first tried it in Laguna Beach when I was living down there. I'm guessing around 2003. I think I thought I was going to die and I was really turned off by all the like sweaty butt prints all over the waiting area. (laughs) So I didn't go back. You know, what's really weird in Bikram, it's carpeted Mm -hmm. also, which is real fucking disgusting. It is real fucking disgusting, right? All that sweat. Okay. So I didn't go back until 2005. When a studio opened in Ventura and you and I went together twice. Now, I specifically remember this. So I'm going to tell you about what I remember and then maybe you can share what you remember. I don't remember Dick. You never do. Okay. So this is what (laughs) I remember. I remember that I bought a 10 class pass. So... Did you Maybe use... they're still on the books. I only used two of them. <laughs> did you use any for me or did I just pay? Or probably no, I you paid. you just paid. Okay. You just paid. You're a little smarter. Okay. Okay. The studio was really cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone there was real cute too. They had invested a lot in their yoga gear. And um, I had not. Oh, God. I think I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So right off the bat, I'm feeling real insecure. Anyhow, then the teacher rolls in and he's not there anymore. I, I checked. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the time it was this guy who wore a Speedo. That's it. And he had a very impressive yoga physique. Okay. Mm-hmm. The class started. And as you can imagine, I was not good at it, okay? And so the instructor kept calling me out by what I was wearing. He kept saying, (laughs) gray shorts, do this, gray shorts, go further, you know, whatever. I mean, he really, if someone's going to get picked on in a room, it's going to be me, you guys. That's true. That's true. Okay. So it was like, it was a little like unnerving and weird because you're in this environment where you expect everyone to be all like namaste, not like they're going to like be talking shit to you, but he kind of, you know, like he kind of was. I remember that actually. And it wasn't just me. He called everyone by a nickname based on their appearance. What I remember about that was just like how arrogant his tone was, mm-hmm. but everyone there was into it, kind of except me. Was I into it? Yeah, I think you were. I think he thought it was really funny that he kept like badgering me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I thought that was funny, but yeah, if he badgered okay, so- me, I wouldn't think it was funny. No, you would not, but I'm sure you didn't have anything to worry about because I'm the one he needs to badger, Okay. Right? Okay, so we went back again, but this time we went back after a night of drinking heavily. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now I do not remember. (laughs) 
Okay. And if I was bad the first time, I was a disaster this time. So I remember the dude in Speedos was like, what is wrong, gray shorts? You drank too much last night? He straight up said that. I was like, oh, my God, he has ESPN. Then he started in on me hard. Like, you probably eat like shit, too. (gasps) In the middle of yoga. And I was like, yeah, I I do. (laughs) And (laughs) I remember him saying, you should just go across the street and get some vegan soup and pretty much just not eat much. Just that. Do you remember what this guy's name is? Did you Google him? No, because he's not there anymore. Oh, I'm just I looked at all the could... instructor pictures because I very remember what he looked like. Okay. 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 Listen, my 20-year-old self was like hung over over it and was like, I'm not giving up the apple martinis and burritos anytime soon. I'm class pass or not, buddy. I think you that know? you walked out. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I walked out. But that's not why I walked out. I walked out because we got to this pose. It's called standing separate leg pose. I'm going to show you a picture of this pose. You see this pose? (laughs) Okay. 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 And this girl. Post that pose. I'm going to post this pose. This girl was very bendy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And. He made an example of her. Like, everyone stop and look at how great she does at this pose, okay? And her hoo-ha is pointed at us, (laughs) which you will see (laughs) in the picture, okay? And she had a hole in her (laughs) yoga gear. (laughs) And, And she was not wearing any Tonys. And she could use a wax. Oh, no. Now, I knew at this point, I mean, after totally getting, like, shamed about the hangover and everything, I could not keep my focus. And if I looked (laughs) at any of my friends there, I would start the church giggles. And then the Speedo guy would really (laughs) shame me. (laughs) And so I just darted out and waited outside for everyone to finish the class. And I never went back. Was Leela with us? Who was with us? I don't think Leela was with us. I think your old roommate Mm -hmm. was there. And I think maybe like Heather Duvall. Yeah, I was thinking that. Okay. Okay. Hi, Heather. Hi, Heather. She listens. Okay. Um, So maybe they recall this experience. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So anyhow, I never went back to Bikram. Wasn't for me, but you know what? Lots of people do go back. Yeah. The whole like abrasive way of like pushing yoga students. It was not just that one instructor's deal. It's like a Bikram thing and people love it. People describe falling in love with this way of learning as like an awakening. They are pushed so far that it cuts through you to open you up to a level you didn't even know you had. Or maybe you just need like a trainer that's like, do another fucking push up, bitch. Well, yeah, it's kind of that yeah, thing. That's what I mean. Like, you know, we all <laughs> like, yeah, we all like a little abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So Bikram has been on the scene since the 1970s when he came over to the U.S. of A., but it wasn't until the 1990s that his popularity really skyrocketed. At its height in 2006, there were 1,650 Bikram yoga studios in 40 different countries. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The deal with Bikram yoga and what you have to do to be a teacher or own a studio is kind of culty. And it's this process that made Bikram like stupid rich. Okay. So he holds these teacher trainings all over the world and they are nine weeks long and cost between 10 to $20,000. And 
you have to get recertified every three years to continue teaching. And you have to pay that money every three years? And take nine weeks out of your life. Oh, my God. Yeah. So these teacher trainings would have like 500 people, some teachers and some just like yogis that just wanted to hang out with Bikram. Okay. And these trainings, they have to do two of the 90-minute torture chamber classes a day and study a bunch of literature that they are tested on. Sounds horrible. Attendees say it's pretty brutal. I would like to do two yoga sessions like that. You could eat whatever the F you wanted after that. I don't think so. I don't. I think like peer pressure. They're not like going out for hamburgers on the breaks tab. They're getting that vegan soup. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So much like our yoga instructor, Bikram himself rolls through these trainings in nothing but a Speedo and a Rolex. Okay. Okay. It is a little different, though. His physique is not as ripped as you would think. It's a little softer. And you know why that is, I think? Why? Probably because he spends much of the training time sitting on kind of an air-conditioned throne, like while everyone else is doing yoga in the 105-degree room. Is he in the back of the room or the front? He's like the middle. Oh, he's in the middle. It's a huge, imagine 500 people in a room doing yoga, like one of those grand ballrooms at a hotel. So stinky. So stinky, right? And you know, none of those people are using like deodorant with aluminum in them. Well, I don't either. Just I know, but I do when I go to like Disneyland or somewhere where I'm going to like sweat, I bust out the dove. Oh, you do? Excuse me. Oh, yeah, because I cannot. I'm sorry. Toms of Maine ain't got nothing on my sweaty pits at Disney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never okay. veer off. So, oh, yeah, and you smell. Probably sometimes. Probably sometimes. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, I don't like that. I like my teachers either working the room, correcting people, or exercising with me. I don't like them just sitting up there doing nothing. Yeah, I know. Okay. That's lazy. Yeah, I don't like that. But that's so that's how he did it. Okay. Okay. So Bikram is married to this woman. It was an arranged marriage. She was half his age when they married. So I kind of like blew her off when I first started reading about her. But then I kind of got schooled because from what I gather, she's like a pretty boss bitch. She's really involved in the business side of Bikram yoga. And she's also like a total yoga rock star. She's very involved in a bunch of yoga-centric charities, including one that sounds pretty rad called Uprising Youth that brings yoga to incarcerated teens. Mm, Okay. Her name is Rajashree. Raja. I'm saying that. Is her name? Raja. Rajashree. Is Shree the last name? No. Oh, Rajashree is her first name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Her and Bikram have two children together and both of their children are still very involved. They're adults now involved in the yoga world and they both adore their parents. So, you know, they got that going for them. Okay. They are like the royal family of yoga. Well, at least they were. Okay. They lived a pretty flashy lifestyle in Beverly Hills for a good 30 years, like real flashy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bikram has a warehouse full of like Bentleys and classic cars, like a He's lot of rolling. Them. He's rolling. And she likes the, you know, Birkham bags. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. 25,000 a pop at least. Yeah. So how did Bikram fall from grace and end up living as a fugitive? Let me tell you. The answer is sexual harassment and rape allegations. Additionally, he is also batshit crazy. First, I'm going to tell you about the women's claims, and then I will tell you about the crazy part. Okay. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. 
Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Okay. So the first accusation that came in is from a beautiful woman named Pandora Williams in 2012. She was at a teacher training when Bikram went on a homophobic rant in front of the 400 plus devotees there. He said that homosexuals should go to an island to die of AIDS. What? Yeah. So Pandora was disturbed by this and approached him after the class and said, why do you preach hate? You are supposed to be love. You know? Yeah. And nobody else did. It's like, come on. No, no. Craziness. He told her, we don't sell love here. Get this black bitch out of here. She is cancer. No way. Yeah. So Pandora was kicked out of the training. Can you imagine? You work so hard. Invest your future. Like, I mean, I imagine as a yoga teacher, it's pretty hard to save up 20 fucking K to do this training, right? Yeah. Yeah. And your dream is like this future that is like supposed to be so like pure and zen. And then you go in front of this almighty guru and he's a hateful, racist, homophobic asshole that diminishes everything you've worked so hard for. Yeah, no likey. No likey. So Pandora spoke out and she at least wanted her money back for the training and they and they wouldn't they wouldn't give it to her. Okay. <gasps> okay. So she got herself a lawyer. Good. Okay. A badass lady lawyer, by the way, who comes back into play in this story. And they sued Bikram in a civil suit and ended up settling out of court in 2013. I don't know the details of the settlement, Mm -hmm. but okay. But she she got something. Okay. Now, after this, five other women filed lawsuits against him that ranged from harassment to rape. And at the time, Bikram hired a lady lawyer to handle all of this shit. So he, he hired a lady lawyer too? Yes, he did. Okay. Okay. Some of the girls have remained 
Jane Doe's in their lawsuits. And three of the women that filed lawsuits told their story on Nightline in 2013, and their accounts didn't change when they gave more recent interviews for the Netflix documentary Yoga Guru Predator that just came out last year. Mm-hmm. Their sexual harassment experiences range from being asked to massage his dick <gasps> to Ugh. totally gross, right? To him trying to lock them in a room and force himself on a girl before she managed to escape to full on rape in his home. The common thread in all their stories was the shame and confusion that they felt by this guru in a position of such power over them. All they wanted to do was teach yoga, and they still think really highly of the actual yoga practice, but they were terrified to speak out because he had this power to financially ruin them. Mm -hmm. You know, they needed to be like recertified. And if he didn't want you to teach Bikram, then you just couldn't. And then there was also this cult-like atmosphere surrounding the whole thing that was like, if you say something negative about our leader, everyone will turn on you. And these women were so devoted to the Bikram community. It had become like their family. So they felt like speaking out meant losing everything to them personally and professionally. Okay. So now when I was researching this, I came across a video of Joe Rogan, fellow podcaster on YouTube, talking about Bikram on his podcast. Now, he didn't condone anything rapey, but he made a valid point. So I just, I I mean, so I'm just going to bring it up. Okay. Okay. He made the point that he had a friend That was way into Bikram, and she said that she didn't doubt what these women say happened to them, but that she had also women throw themselves at Bikram. And Joe said, yeah, he could see that happening because he had seen the same kind of thing happen with his martial arts instructor. Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe that that's probably true, just like with Harvey Weinstein. I'm sure there are many women who consented to sex with him, you know, to further their career. I think the same kind of thing probably happened with Bikram. Yes, 100% it did. I don't want to say it's a natural thing, but I think when some things are done over and over, they become easier to do. Or people look at it as, you know, not that bad or whatever, you know. Yeah, I think people are, we are kind of conditioned to think, well, they're kind of throwing themselves at him, but he's inviting it in. And I still think it's a gross abuse of power. And I think the fact that so many women probably did throw themselves at him led to him, you know, when somebody said no, it it didn't matter to him. Mm -hmm. So... This struck a nerve with me. I have a little story about my experience with a creepy yogi. Okay? Okay. So, and we'll see how much you remember about this, too. So, about 17 years ago, I was running a little cafe for this very rich yogi. He never stepped foot inside the place. He only wanted somewhere close to his home so he could get like the kind of juices he liked. He also owned an Ayurvedic clinic so he could get the massages he liked. I mean, like I'm telling you, the guy was super rich and these little businesses were just like hobbies. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Okay. So at the time, I mean, this is my this was my dream job. You know, I got to design the menu, run the whole show. And I love making, you know, beautiful, healthy food. So anyways, the longer I worked for him, the more I learned about him. He lived in this mansion on a cliff overlooking the ocean. He had cows that roamed around that were gifts from holy people in India that had been shipped over to him. No way. Oh, yeah. He had a temple brought over from India and erected on his property. Wow. He was divorced 
According to his accountant, the story was that his wife ran off with the couple's guru and he still worshiped the guru. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, very secondhand, whatever. Okay. So I got to know this man who came by the cafe a couple times a week. We had a great, like, working relationship. He wore sarongs. Okay. So picture that. Okay. <laughs> He, he just, this is why he reminds me of Bikram so much. He wore sarongs. He drove a Beamer. You know, he stopped by a couple times. He never gave me a hard time about anything. I was like free to run the show. And we would have a light conversation about yoga and diet. You know, I can't like wrap my head around wearing sarongs and driving a Beamer. It just doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's real different, right? <laughs> it just doesn't go together. Well, yeah. It, well, I thought he was very eccentric. I thought he was living this like ideal Zen life. And I thought really highly of him. Mm-hmm. I think when someone kind of presents themselves in this kind of like mystical way, like they do yoga every day, they wear sarongs, you kind of think of, you kind of elevate their status. At least I did. Okay. I wasn't the only one, actually. I mean, everyone that worked for him or it worked for me, you know, and for him at the cafe, thought he was awesome. You know, he was like the head hippie. Yeah. Right? He's living the dream. He was this like enlightened guru-like figure. And I don't know another analogy, except as a woman, I felt disarmed and safe around him, like the way I feel when I'm hanging out with gay guy friends. Because... It just doesn't feel like there's any kind of threat because he wears a sarong and he does a lot of yoga. I don't know. I hope that's not like offensive. But you know how like when you're like with your gay friends, you're just you don't you know, you don't think they're going to like rub up on you and like it's just different. (laughs) Okay, It's like you could go to the club and get your freak on with your gay guy friend And And you never worry about mixed messages. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of relationship opens you up to being really vulnerable when someone presents themselves in this way. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the Bikram chicks, that's how they kind of felt about him. And so when he does something creepy, it's real shocking. Okay. So back to my story. So one day he asked me to meet him at his house. And I had been there many times before, but I had never been there alone. But I jumped at the chance to go to his gorgeous property. I'm telling you, I liked this guy. And when I got there, we sat across from each other in the living room. And I had some papers with like ideas for like soups on them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like he needed to sit next to me, but he did. He sat right next to me, and then he started pressing himself up against me. Oh. And then talking in my face, like, so close, I could smell his breath. And I just was so taken off guard and shocked. I just froze. I don't even remember, like, how I got out of it, but it was upsetting because I felt like this... I didn't expect it from him. And this guy had just like creeped on me. Yeah. My husband was my boyfriend at the time. And I'm not sure if I even told him about it when it happened. I don't know if you ever told me about it. Did you? I don't. I must have. I think maybe you did. But I think I would remember that. This is why I was just shocked and I just remember feeling like so disillusioned by this guy. And this is why when these girls explain their feelings of dismay about Bikram's shift from yoga guru to this creep, it just resonated with you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So from that point on, he wanted to meet me with him about shit at his house all the time. I remember this now. And I would try to get out of it, but he would do things like ask me to drop something off on my way home from work. And, you know, I did drive by his, you know, house. It was like, whatever. And so I did my best to just, you know, get in and out of there. 
But if he did get me to sit down, he always sat next to me. He always pulled the same thing. And I was always uncomfortable. And I was intimidated and afraid. I didn't know what to do with it. It got really weird when my then boyfriend was out of town and he knew it. The water was shut off. Like at your work? Yeah. Like he had the water shut off. Okay. And so we couldn't open. And he called me twice to come over to his house and just relax with him since I couldn't go into work anyways. And I was all alone. So finally, at one point, I said something to his accountant and she just was not in the least surprised. She said, yes. Uh, Yeah, that happens with him. And it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. I remember this now. I quit, but I didn't tell anyone the real reason. I just said I was like overworked. And until I really thought about it, I mean, I still say that when people ask me why I left that job. That you were overworked? Yeah. Yeah. It's just fucked up how we blame ourselves. Oh, yeah. For this kind of stuff happening. And this was in 2005. So I hope things are changing and people feel more empowered than I did. Oh my God. I had some creep at work. Also, he was in a high, he wasn't my boss, but he was in a higher position than me in sales. And I would always plan these lunches for everybody. Right. And so like I had asked him one day if he wanted to come and he was like, Oh, I'll drive. And I was like, okay. So he's like, Oh wait, I thought it was just me and you. And I'm like, no, it's the whole company is coming or whoever, you know, wants to come. And then he came up to me one night or one, like, it was like the end of the day, like five o'clock. And he was like, Hey, he saw that I was like in my little cubicle by myself. He's like, Hey, you want to make some deals with me? And I thought he was talking about like work deals. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And he's like in bed and I froze. Also, I was, I just like looked, I think I just was like a deer in the headlights he walked and and he walked. I don't even remember what I said or anything. He walked away and I called my friend and I was like, I have to tell you what just happened because and then I questioned myself, like, did I just hear that right? Am I like overreacting? I never told anybody about it. Like I didn't tell HR. It was a startup, so I don't even know if we had HR, but I could have told my boss or the owner of the company, but I just You know, like you just get like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wish I would have had the power to be like, are you fucking high? Like, yeah. Are you trying? You're ruining our business. You can't. And especially I was like 24 or something. I was I was 24 also. And (sighs) maybe 26, actually. But still, it was I wasn't. Yeah, you feel like you're. I mean, especially it's like the owner of your company. So what can you do? The only thing you can do is quit. Make a file. The only thing you can do is quit. And um, it really hit me when I told his accountant, who was probably like in her 50s and had teenage daughters, that it was like just something I was going to have to deal with. And I'm more angry with her than him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but she she should have said, like, I'll go talk to him or I will make sure like you should never be made to feel like that. Like she was a grown up. I know, but she is also in the same position, Gretchen. She he is her boss also paying her bills. And so she probably felt just like you. She's just older. And at the time, being 25, you're like, dude, you're a grown ass woman. Like, go tell him. But she probably also was like, I have mouths to feed. I'm not going to push it. Well, it is the same kind of thing, too. I didn't plan on saying this, but he did have people I learned over time, like he did have girls throwing themselves at him. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw somebody leaving his house one night. Actually, she wasn't leaving. I was there dropping something off and she let herself in. It was pretty clear that she didn't feel the need to knock or anything. Mm hmm. And she was surprised to see me. And I was like, oh, I'm just leaving. It's not <laughs> like you, you do you, do you boo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. 
So it just it was it's very parallel. Right. Okay. Okay. So just like me, who felt creeped out and confused, according to Benjamin Lore, the author of the book called Hellbent, there are countless women who felt the same way about their experiences with Bikram. And they confided in him. This guy who wrote the book, Benjamin, the book is about like the sinister side of yoga. And he infiltrated the yoga world by going to one of those Bikram yoga trainings. Mm -hmm. You have to like be sponsored by a studio to go to the training and then pay all that money or whatever. But you know, all these yoga studios, just even like core power yoga, they do that. They do the same thing. They're like, come to our yoga training. And then like you pay all this money for them to train you to do yoga, to maybe get a job at one of their studios. But if their studio is filled with trainers, they're not getting a job. It's just, you have, I don't know, a certificate that says you're a yoga trainer now. Well, there's a lot of women with a lot of extra time that want to get in really good yoga shape. Pay a lot of money to do it. Yeah. You could get, I don't know, but okay. Sorry. But that's just part of, that's just part of, yeah. It's the the culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's the culture. So anyways, the, the whole point of that whole bringing up that book is that there might only be these six lawsuits against him, but he makes it pretty clear. There's a lot more people just like I never filed a lawsuit or, you know, did anything like there's a lot more people out there. Right. That have had experiences. So whatever. Okay. So now I want to give you a little taste of Bikram attempting to defend himself and also exhibiting his massive ego and craziness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jill Lawler, Maggie Gensner, they felt sexually violated by you. Okay. Lie, lie, and lie. I don't need to do that. Rape or sexually assault? So it's an assault. If I need women, I can make a line. The most beautiful, famous, rich women in the world, if I have to sleep with women, then I have to sleep, you know, 5,000 girls every day. 5,000 women a day want to sleep with you? Yeah. (laughs) They commit suicide. Four of them. You're saying that four different women... Four different women. ...each killed themselves because you wouldn't have sex with them? All right. Why I have to harass women? People pay $1 million for one drop of my sperm. I can make $1 million a day, every drop. You are that idiot or dumb to believe those trash. The women are the trash? Yeah. I pick them from trash and give them life. Okay. Okay. Wow. Are we getting into the crazy part now? A little, yeah. So that's just a taste. Yeah. I mean, a million dollars for a drop of his sperm, blah, blah. I mean, you know, and I love how the journalist is like, so the women are the trash. He's like, yeah, yeah, they're the trash. He's disgusting. Okay. So all of this attention on Bikram from the lawsuits, right, got attention from people other than his followers. And some questions were raised about Bikram's story that had never been really questioned before. He has repeated the story for years about how he came to America and that he had crushed his leg weightlifting and he was told to amputate it. And then his his guru in India, this guy Ghosh, healed him through yoga. And then he in turn became a healer all over India. And then President Nixon was having some knee problems and he heard of Bikram's powers and he went to see him and Bikram healed him. And then Nixon gave him a green card as a gift. All of this story, along with some other parts of his past, like he was yoga national champion for a bunch of years and stuff have all been proved to be impossible. Okay. Like in the Netflix documentary, they showed they contacted the Nixon library, you know, like Nixon never had any contact with this guy. He's just full of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. The only thing that is true probably is that Ghosh was his guru. And it turns out that Ghosh is the one who invented the whole 26 pose practice. Oh, yeah, that Bikram takes credit for. 
Which also, it's like, dude, yoga has been around for centuries. How can someone claim they own it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bikram does think that he owns it. Before he was preoccupied with all the lawsuits against him, he sued Yoga for the People. You heard of them? And Evolution Yoga. They're big studios. Yeah, I did know that he did that. And people were scared. So I don't know, um, maybe 10 years ago... I thought about opening a yoga studio. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. And I wanted to do hot yoga also. And it was like, you can't do that because you're going to get sued by Bikram. And I was like, but he, I'm not going to do the 26 steps or whatever. I just want it to be hot in the room. Now, I mean, there's a million hot yoga studios, but it was like, you can't do it. There's no way. Yeah. 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 Okay. So... Eventually, yeah, he so he sued them for doing hot yoga and they they settled. I know that's so Yeah, it's so lame. Wrong. Okay, I know. Okay, so most of the women who brought civil suits against him also settled. But they have a good reason why and that is because Bikram fled the country. So they felt like they would have to relive it all all over again and never get any justice because he's gone anyways. They have also gone to the police, but Jackie Lacey's office, which is the same office, by the way, that dragged ass forever regarding bringing charges up on Danny Masterson, rapist, mm-hmm. has done the same thing in regards to Bikram. Okay. Okay. So she did actually just charge Danny Masterson, but there was like a huge campaign, you know, online, like Jackie Lacey, charge him. Yeah. It took a year. So maybe eventually that will happen. Anyways, one woman didn't settle that sued Bikram. And that was his former lady attorney that had worked for him. Okay. She says when she was inundated trying to defend him, she went to his wife and said, I think he needs to step down as the face of Bikram. He's too much of a loose cannon. And according to her, his wife said, just let him have his girls. And then she said she was harassed personally herself by him. And... After she refused him, she was fired. Oh, my God. And so then she sued him for wrongful termination and sexual harassment. And then she used that first lawyer from Pandora's case to Mm -hmm. go up against him. Okay? Okay. And she won. Good. She won a $6.6 million judgment. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But Bikram and his wife divorced. They speculate. It's widely speculated that it's just like a sham divorce because before the judgment came in, you know, he put everything in his wife's name. Oh. Yeah. And she's still living in Beverly Hills, you know, whatever. Okay. Beverly Hills. And he hid all his cars and assets and everything and left the country. Okay. So unfortunately, she hasn't really been able to collect much of her judgment. Oh. But still, she ran him out of the country. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So all of this made for a huge divide in the Bikram community. His followers were a diehard defenders of him. And he still has a lot of them, but out of the 640 Bikram studios in the U.S., all but 85 have changed over to just calling themselves some kind of hot yoga to distance themselves from him. Yeah, I like that better. (laughs) Yeah. So let's not use his name anymore. Yeah. So his followers have a closed Facebook group that I could not infiltrate. Did you try? Yeah, I did. You have to submit your ID and your Bikram certification. Uh, Yeah. Bikram is still personally holding 
teacher trainings all over the world as of February 13th. No way. And they can't yeah. get them. They just don't want to. They're just not going to spend the money to like extradite him. No, be, no. He Right now he's been in Spain and Thailand and currently he's stuck in Mexico. He might not be stuck. Actually, it was February 13th that he was stuck in Mexico. He had his passport seized because he failed to pay a $180,000 hotel bill at the Princess Imperial Hotel in Acapulco. <gasps> wow. Yeah. I did read that his lawyer was gathering the funds, but I think he's still there. He posted a video himself recently about the whole um, COVID-19 situation that we have upon us. Mm -hmm. And he has the cure. Oh, is it it Bikram yoga? Yes, it is. That's the cure. (laughs) So we all have to start doing Bikram yoga to get rid of the covid 19. The COVID-19, I mean, he says, you know, it's hot, gets it out of you, mm. stay healthy, you know, whatever. Well, my hot yoga studio just opened up. Yeah. And I was actually freaked the F out to be in like hot yoga studio. Like I just, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe the virus like likes hotness. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to me that hundreds of people still go to his teacher trainings every year and watch him, you know, roll around in the Speedo and demean them. And they are all about it. I don't like that at all. I don't mind. And there's still 85 Bikram Yoga's, you know, studios open. But I mean, it's a fraction of how many followers he used to have. Well, as it should be. What an a-hole. Yeah. I mean, it just, it blows my mind because, I mean, you heard that clip. There are so many clips of him on YouTube just saying the craziest shit. And his whole backstory is clearly a lie. So I can't believe so many people still follow him. Maybe they don't know the story. No, I don't know how you could not know it. Yeah. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. You know, people followed Hitler. People follow people that, I don't know, like that you're like, this is not a good person. And people still do. So, yeah, I guess it's not, it's crazy in our our minds, but I guess in the humanity, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he's in a, a Guru. Listen, I take the yoga sculpt with Julie. She turns up that heat. She gets us working. I love it. Can't wait to go back to that class. And I'm sure she's not calling you gray shorts and telling you that you need to go eat vegan soup. Oh, no. She's real encouraging. Yeah, I know. I like the encouraging yoga. I don't, I don't, I'm okay with my trainer being like, one more time, girlfriend. But I just like yoga to be whatever, like, I I love it when they're like, it's your practice, do it like how you want to do it. If you need to sit down, if you need to relax, if you want to lay here the whole entire time and just listen to my voice and do it. I like that. I like everything about yoga, except when they start doing headstands, then I'm like, I'm out. You know what? I like (laughs) everything about yoga, except for Shavasana. You know what Shavasana is? No. It's at the very end when they have you like lay there for three minutes and do nothing. Nothing. Oh yeah. You hate that. Yeah. I'm like, I like, can we just wrap this up real quick? I know. I always want to look at my phone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, (laughs) I look at my watch. I'm like, oh, how many calories did I just burn? Burning (laughs) 30 more in this three minutes. I know. I'm on a real good burn today, Gretchy. Let me tell you something. I'm not. I'm already at 904 calories. That's awesome. Gretchen is at 57. (laughs) (laughs) You better get your ass moving. 
I know. Oh, okay. We have some shout outs, Gretchy. Let's do those really quick. Okay. And you guys, like we always say, on Thursdays, we drop a extra episode on Patreon. So if you want to get extra content from us, it's $4.99 a month. And we promise we drop episodes every single week. Um, you won't get bored. And there's some old episodes also on there from way back in the day. So if you guys need some binging, it's there for you. And then we love reviews, you guys. Seriously, it's really nice when you can just take a moment to just scroll down to the bottom if you use an apple and just give us a review. And if you want to take a couple extra minutes or even just like 30 seconds to write something, we will read them. And it makes my heart happy, Gretchy. So oh, uh, this um, person is freaking tired. <laughs> That's their name. It's real funny. She says, uh, so fun. Exactly what I need during this crazy time. Love you ladies. And thanks for giving me escape. You're welcome. CGS 1127 says, LOL. I think this might be CGS a second. She said, this is to offset Chrissy's one-star review. Oh, Thank I love you. her. Courtney Parrish, my favorite. You ladies are funny, smart. And I always love hearing what you say. Thanks so much for thinking we're smart. Okay, so Supersonic, the best. JMD, love y'all. Well, we love you too. And I think that's it for now. Top Tech, she says that, oh, maybe I didn't do her. She um, is also our 15th follower on TikTok. We got more than that now. So just to let you know, we have a little bit more than 15 followers. But we are also kind of sort of TikToking. So if you guys are on that, it's good. Um, And I think that's it. There's one more CTMW fan awesome podcast. Thanks so much. So clink, clink, guys. Okay. Okay. Clink, clink. Gretchen. Clink, clink.